Hey, good morning. Thanks for joining us today for our uh, continued study of the Magnificat, this uh, great song of praise that Mary has. Um, thanks for being with us on this beautiful Wednesday. We're glad to be with you today. Uh, looking forward to spending some time with you in God's Word today. We're in front of our Chrismon tree here at St. Matthew's again. It's, um, it's a beautiful a reminder of the presence of Christ. Um, Chrismons are always beautiful uh, to me. My church grew up with some beautiful Chrismons in our our, 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 our worship community did a great job this past weekend of uh, putting together our tree. So I hope that uh, hope that uh, I hope that this uh, this tree brings a little bit of um, Christmas joy to you as we um, study in this season of Advent. Um, today we're going to be continuing to look at um, the Magnificat as found in uh, found in um, Luke chapter um, one. Verses 46 through 56, Luke 1, 46 through 56. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowness of his servant. Surely from now on generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich empty, sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in the remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he has made to our ancestors, to Abraham, to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. This is the Magnificat, Mary's song of praise. The Magnificat is Latin. Um, the first line of the song, this uh, the psalm. I'm gonna use the word song and psalm kind of interchangeably, because uh, this 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 song is very much like a psalm of the of the Old Testament. This has a this has a psalm feel to it. In fact, some people have referred to this as a New Testament psalm. So I'm gonna sometimes say song. I'm gonna sometimes say psalm. Don't don't get caught up in which term I'm using. I'm kind of using them interchangeably, but I just want you to be aware of that. Um, so this song has. Um, it's called, it's called the Magnificat, called the Latin uh, translate. That's the Latin translation of the first line. My soul magnifies the Lord. This is Mary's beautiful song of praise to God. After after she's been with her cousin Elizabeth, um, in in this this Luke Luke does. Uh, I mentioned earlier that Luke um, Luke really emphasizes uh, the, la the least, the last, and the lost, and Luke. You can tell Luke has had a lot of conversation with Mary because he reveals a lot of Mary's life up until this point. Um, we see, um, we see uh, right before the, the, the Magnificat, we have the Annunciation um, where the angel comes to Mary and tells her that she will be with child. And then 38 says, here I am, the servant of the Lord, let it to be, be unto me according to your word. Then so Mary finds out she's gonna be pregnant with Jesus. She then goes to her cousin Elizabeth um, and, 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 and that's where in, in her, John the Baptist in Elizabeth's womb rejoices in the presence of Jesus um, in her, his mother's womb. And, um, and so we, we see that Mary has been told by the angel of God, this is gonna happen. And she, she sees it. She she experiences that. It says, "Let it be unto me according to your word." Then she goes to Elizabeth, this trusted cousin. In this moment, we have another confirmation of what God's doing. So Mary's had two confirmations 
of what God's going to do in her life. First the angel coming, then with Elizabeth, and then she just rejoices, and she's overcome with praise. And um, that's a pretty powerful feeling to have had God confirm um, what he's doing in, in your life. And he doesn't always do that, but I think there are times in our life when, when he does that. And that's what's happened to Mary here, is that God's confirming for her what he's doing and what he's going to do. And Mary is overcome, overcome with the Spirit, overcome with God's presence, and overcome with God's blessing. And then she just sings out, I'm not a singer. Uh, I wish I were. I wish I had a, sing a singing voice, but I don't. But Mary is a singer, and she just sings out praises to God after she's really come to realize what God is going to do in her life and through her. So she sings out this beautiful song. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowness of his servant. Mary, on the, on the totem pole in the pecking order of Jewish culture, Mary would have been pretty low. She was a young female. Uh, she would not have been seen as very important. She would have been seen just frankly right above property. And here, this young girl, this servant, basically, she has now been blessed. And she says, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. And that's what's happened, is all generations from this time forth have called Mary blessed. She is that icon, as I said earlier. She is that icon of faith. She says, let it be unto me according to your word. She is now blessed. And all who all call her blessed because she has been that example for us of what faith looks like. For the mighty one has done great things, and holy is his name. His mercy is upon those who fear him. Fear meaning respect, revere him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm and scattered the proud in thoughts of their hearts. Remember I talked yesterday about how, um, how Luke is a gospel that really emphasizes how God exalts the humble and, 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 and lays low the proud. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their heart and brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with the good things and sent the rich away empty. Those whom have been forgotten by the culture, those who have been pushed aside because they are of no value, those who are seen as unimportant by so many, God has exalted them and lifted them up. Because why? Why has God exalted them and lifted them up? His mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. So those who fear the Lord, even though they may not be seen as impressive by the culture, even though they may not be seen as impressive by the world, even though they may not be seen as of any great importance, they are exalted and lifted up because they have feared the Lord. They have respect and reverence for God. And because they give God their worship and their praise and their reverence, God lifts them up and exalts them because of that. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in the remembrance of his mercy, according to the promises he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Abraham is in the same example. God took Abraham out of obscurity and earth. And Abraham, just like, just like Mary, just like Mary said to the angel, let it be unto me according to thy word. When God called Abraham, to leave behind all that he had and to go to this unknown land, Abraham responded. And so that's, I think, I think this is the example that in many ways, Mary is in the New Testament what Abraham was in the Old. 
God gave both of them quite fearful tasks. Quite fearful tasks. It's kind of scary tasks. Tasks that look too big for them, too great for them, too mighty for them. And both of them responded to this task that God gave them. Both of them responded to this task with simple, obedient faith. And that's why we exalt Abraham from the Old Testament and we see him as this icon of faith. That's why Paul says Abraham had faith and that faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. He, he, he responded with faith and that faith shaped his actions. Likewise with Mary, she responded to this offer, this, 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 this command of God. She responded with faith and that faith changed her actions. So that's, that's a great example for us today is that God calls us. And we respond to God's call with faith, but then that faith shapes our actions. So today, no matter what task God has in front of us, no matter what, God, no matter what we're called to do, may we respond to God with faith. And may the faith that we respond to God with shape our actions today and each day. Hey, love you guys. Praying for you today. Let's respond with faith, whatever happens today. Join us tonight for Bible study on our St. Matthew's website and on our Facebook page. Uh, we're going to be finishing up our book, Eight Life Originating Practices of United Methodists. So look forward to finishing, finishing the study up tonight with you. Have a great day. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning. We'll see you tonight for Bible study. And we'll see you tomorrow morning for our next devotional. Have a great day.